Hey everyone, it's Drew Ross. You're listening to the Better You Love Drew podcast. This episode is inspired by a lot of recent life experiences in a conversation that I was having with a friend on Saturday night. On Saturday, I was celebrating my friend Michael's birthday, and then we went out for a bit. Also, rejection land, this is just sort of an area where I've been spending a good amount of time. It's something that I've really been welcoming. And everyone was like, you have to do an episode on this topic. So that's where we're placing the focus. And anytime I get any sort of request, I always try and fulfill as much as I possibly can. So I hope to reach a lot of ears and a lot of different ideas as we discuss welcoming rejection. This episode, we're talking all about what it is and just getting clear on your relationship with rejection, the frequency, the amount of time that you spend in this space. And just discuss how it doesn't have to be something to shy away from or avoid. This doesn't make it more fun, but it does make it more inviting. So the goal for this episode is to make rejection more of an invitation rather than an avoidance. I plan to not paying any external resources, lean on any definitions, because I really want to speak on solely my relationship that I have with rejection. My experience really is what I lean on the most, and it won't stray too far from yours, I'm sure. When I say or hear the word rejection, rejected, or reject, it naturally comes off with a bit of a negative spin. So it can sound like I was rejected from the university that I applied to, my application for this role that I wanted was rejected, he rejected me by telling me I was too young. My brother told me I was a total reject, or I received a rejection when following up to speak on stage. All of these sentences can be very factual, but they can also make the outreach process or the attempt process seem like a drag and potentially not worth it. When rejection occurs in any of these areas, or any additional areas that you can think of that I didn't mention a minute ago, It can turn into not wanting to try again, not believing in our ability to try again is what it boils down to. Worst of all, it can turn into changing core elements of who we are to shape what we believe will lead to nothing but acceptance and totally avoid rejection. Newsflash about rejection, it shouldn't necessarily be an enjoyable experience. So no wonder it's something that we might stray or shy away from because this is our natural human behavior to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So quick story, and I'm sure that everyone's going to be able to relate to this. When I was applying to universities, you could have viewed my application process as the rejection hotline. My top choice was to go to the University of North Carolina, UNC. And I was rejected immediately. I did like the early application process and they immediately got back to me. They're like, nope. And the next wave, I applied to Clemson, which was my second choice. That was rejected. And I was like, okay, I'll just go to North Carolina State or the University of South Carolina, thinking that it'd be no problem. And I was rejected and then rejected. I was receiving these notices right before spring break in March, which is months before heading off to college. My parents are like, you've got to figure this out. Like, there is no time left. You need to figure this out. I applied and then toured the University of Alabama and Auburn University. 
loved Auburn. I actually ended up applying to both schools. I got accepted to Auburn, and that's exactly where I went. Here's the thing. In the moment when all of this was happening, when I was getting rejected, I was highly embarrassed because I went to a small school, and this whole college application process was pretty vocal. And then also, I was making it mean that I wasn't educationally or academically gifted, which really couldn't be farther from the truth. At the time, I believed that a rejection from a university meant that I was not mentally educated. Like I had attended an amazing lower school, middle school, and high school that was directly set up to make sure that I got to go to an amazing university. And when these rejections were rolling in, it was like a bit of a taste of the real world. And this wasn't something that I had really ever seen before, rejection in this sense something that was super important to me. So I made it mean something about my educational ability. The story behind all of this, this entire journey was that it was actually a journey to acceptance in the end. My road to Auburn University was paved in rejection. It was a yellow brick road of no's. I certainly, as you can tell, didn't receive my top four options, but the fifth was exactly what was meant and needed for me. I really wouldn't change my Auburn experience for anything in this world because it was really everything and more. Universities had to not see the value in me as a student, and they also had to really let me know that in a written letter so that I can find what was right for me. If only I knew then what I know now, I might have enjoyed the process a little bit more. Take this exact same scenario and apply it to anything your next relationship, your next job, your next role within your current organization, your next business deal, your next client, your next set of friends in a new city, literally anything, this entire narrative can be swapped and applied to literally anything. It's the same story, just a different environment. In the end, rejection actually is working for you, not against you. Just in the moment, that's hard to see. You might not be smiling through it right now, but it'll most likely have you smiling at the end and you'll be thinking, okay, wait, now this makes sense. There's this dating quote that's like, thank goodness I didn't get what I thought I wanted. And I find that there can be a lot of truth in this statement outside of dating as well. Rejection doesn't mean it's not possible. It just means that you don't align with the values and beliefs of a person, organization, university, or establishment, which doesn't mean you're lesser than at all. And it means that there's something more in alignment with you out there, something or someone that is right for you, literally waiting for you. They're thinking about you right now. If you have a service-based business, they're very excited for you to get their product in front of them. There is someone out there, if you're single, that's like, oh, I can't wait to meet my person. They're just literally waiting for you to arrive. So that opportunity is out there. It's waiting for you to show up go through some of that rejection, and then arrive to your acceptance. We can experience rejection in a couple different ways. And really, that's up to you. If you're dating, you know how much you're on the app shooting your shot. You're out on the town, talking to people and sharing your number, and really reaching out to show that you're available and interested in getting to know someone more. In this regard, doing all those things, I would say that you would experience more opportunities for rejection than someone who doesn't dabble in any of those areas as much. One thing that I really do believe, and this is honestly my favorite part about rejection, 
is that the more we allow ourselves to be prone to rejection, the faster we get to the acceptance we're seeking. The quicker I learned that I can get to my desired results faster by throwing myself into the rejection fire more often, it's made me realize that I want more of it, especially when you realize that rejection can be harmless. The more I can be myself and be accepted or rejected by all the things, the better. I'm a firm believer that when you're in tune with who you really are and how you unapologetically want to show up, you experience way more rejection than you do acceptance. Because being your true self is scary sometimes, and this is something that a lot of people shy away from. So when they see you doing it, and it brings them closer to them actually having to be their true selves, they don't want to accept that for themselves, so they'll just reject you in the process. Also, think about how refreshing it is when we think we'll get rejected, but we actually don't. And it sounds like, well, I didn't know that was possible. And when that happens, it's really just a lot of fun. And I would say the more you throw yourself into that rejection space, the more that this does happen. I love the idea of being more open to rejection, and I love the idea that it needs to happen externally. I want to hear the words from someone, hey Drew, I'm just not that into you. Because then I know I took it all the way to the wire. I went all the way to let them reject me rather than me reject me. We won't always get rejected because we're human. So we'll back out and reject ourselves so we don't have to hear rejection from someone else. And it should certainly be scary to step into a space where you might get rejected, but it shouldn't stop you. Because at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with you not being enough. If rejection is keeping you from doing many things, your focuses are too external and not internal enough. The outlook shifts from, I keep getting rejected, so I'll stop trying, to that rejection just got me one step closer to that thing I'm chasing. What if we looked at rejection as something that was fun? What if we looked at rejection as one step closer rather than one step farther away? What if rejection was way more playful and way less serious? And what if rejection is the exact preparation we need to experience to get to where we're wanting to go? Honestly, when you look at it in that lens, bring it on. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and I'll see you next week. What ways are you tapping into the best version of yourself on a daily basis? Maybe you've been following me since the beginning, or maybe this is your first ever Better You Love Drew podcast episode. Regardless, if you like what you hear on the podcast and want to take this information and apply it to your life today, that's what I'm here for. Working with a life coach helps make your already amazing life even more amazing. It's possible to set up really big goals and achieve them. And it's possible to change the way you are currently operating to show up daily for a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. And it's also a lot easier than you might think. Instead of thinking success like that happens to other people, let me show you how you can do it for yourself. Book a consultation with me via Instagram at Drew Ross Coaching. You can also do it via my website, DrewRossCoaching.com or by sending me an email, drewrosscoaching at gmail.com. The time is now and you are ready, I promise you. See you in the consultation.